0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Government Girl podcast, a podcast for people who wish they could ask their high school government teacher questions about the news. Obviously, the biggest news story of the week is the insurrection at the Capitol building. I'm not going to take the time to summarize those events, as I assume if you found your way to this podcast, you probably pay at least a little bit of attention to the news, What I would like to do in this episode is zero in on some of the questions that have emerged following the Capitol attacks, particularly those questions based on the Constitution. In this episode, I will be discussing the calls to use the 25th Amendment and impeachment to remove the president from office. So at this point, we know that the 25th Amendment is not gonna be used. Uh, Mike Pence responded to, Uh, Nancy Pelosi's call for him to initiate the 25th Amendment and um, indicated that he did not think that that was appropriate. Um, And we also know, as of yesterday, the House did move forward with impeachment and voted to um, impeach Donald Trump. So what I want to talk about is when it is appropriate to use one versus the other. um, And... The, re- the motivation behind using them. So let's start with the 25th Amendment. The 25th is something I think a lot more Americans have become familiar with in the last four years. Um, and that's because the 25th Amendment isn't really something that's been discussed as a way to actually remove a president. Uh, we've also never really had to have discussions before about a president being so dangerous that they may need to be removed in this manner. Um, the twenty fifth amendment was passed in the context of um, the John F. Kennedy assassination. and basically article two that outlines the executive branch and uh, you know, that and says that the vice president will take over if the president dies and things like that. Um, there was a big gap in that constitutional language. There were, Some There was some time there when uh, it wasn't clear if Kennedy was going to die from his wounds, but he certainly wasn't conscious and able to carry out the duties and responsibilities of the president. And it's really important that we always have somebody in that role. So um, the 25th Amendment was passed to account for Um, that gap in constitutional language. And it gives a mechanism to transfer power uh, from the president to the vice president or whoever may be next in the line of succession if the vice president wasn't available for some reason. And um, the 25th Amendment has been used a few times. Um, It has been used during... Uh, Nixon's resignation to transfer power to his vice president. And it has also been used a few times since then under temporary circumstances when the uh, president may have needed to like undergo surgery, um, and was under anesthesia, and of course could not carry out the duties of the president at that moment. So it was used in temporary circumstances. But this is the first time we've ever had like a serious national conversation about using it to remove the president, um, because we think that maybe mentally he may not be fit for office. So, um, and that brings me to when it might be appropriate to use it. It's, it's not intended to be punitive, meaning it's not meant to say, hey, you did something bad while you were president, and so we are going to use the 25th Amendment to remove you. That's what impeachment is for. Um, it is supposed to be used, you know, when the president cannot execute the duties and responsibilities either for physical or mental reasons. So it seems pretty obvious that we can use it if a president is physically incapacitated, he's under anesthesia or unconscious, um, or if perhaps he developed uh, something like Alzheimer's while in office and was not capable of recognizing that he couldn't carry out the duties. Um, it's not exactly clear if it would even be constitutional to use it to remove a president who is who is coherent just doing bad things or dangerous things it's it's not clear and we may have seen that challenged if it happened and my guess is that's why mike pence decided not to initiate Um, it would take the vice president to initiate use of it and then you would need the majority of the cabinet to vote in favor of removal Um, and i i'm not exactly sure i mean there's no precedent for it so it's one of those things where we really wouldn't know for sure until it happened and you know, looked at what the fallout was, but it's not exactly clear that it could even be used in this, in this manner. Um, And so my guess is that's why Mike Pence declined uh, to use the 25th. So this set the house up to move forward with impeachment this week, um, which they did yesterday. They approved the resolution, um, you know, that, that essentially they were going to impeach if the 25th wasn't used. Um, And since it wasn't, um, we saw several hours of debate yesterday, um, a lot of grandstanding. And um, at the end of the day, the House of Representatives uh, made Donald Trump the first president in history to be impeached twice. Um, So let's talk a little bit about why they moved forward with impeachment and where we might go from here. Um, So remember that impeachment is not a criminal trial. Um, A lot of the evidence that I heard from Republicans yesterday that they shouldn't impeach or that this didn't rise to the level of impeachment was that um, there wasn't enough evidence, right? There wasn't enough time to hold a trial and... Um, there just wasn't enough evidence to suggest that President Trump actually incited the riot at the Capitol. He's being char- or he was charged with uh, one count of insurrection based on our, uh, Amendment 14, Article 3 of the Constitution uh, that basically says you can't hold public office if you take part in an in insurrection. So um, it's important to remember that impeachment is not a criminal trial, and Congress is not judge and jury. Um, you can impeach for high crimes and misdemeanors. And that may seem really obvious to us what that means. We automatically think, oh, well, there's got to be some crime on the books that he committed, right? And that's not the case. Um, high crimes in 1776 um, did not mean what it means today. Um it's a word that came from um, English law um, that basically just means you did something really bad. Uh, so it, it, you don't necessarily have to have a law on the books that was broken. Uh, we kind of went through this with the first impeachment as well. Um, is it an impeachable offense, is it not? Basically, if Congress says it's an impeachable offense, it's an impeachable offense. Um, it's sort of in their, their realm to determine what high crimes and misdemeanors means. It's one of those um, phrases, many phrases in the Constitution that's open for interpretation. So um, that's what he's being impeached for. And, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that he might be convicted for in a court of law because Congress is not a court of law. They also do not have the power to hand out any sort of criminal um, penalty to the president. The only thing they have the power to do is remove him from office and possibly bar him from running again. Um, That doesn't mean that he won't possibly face criminal charges when he leaves office or even um, civil charges, but those would happen in a court of law. Uh, They would not happen in Congress. So, being that we are less than a week from the end of Donald Trump's term anyway, why impeach? Well, there's a few reasons for those that support the impeachment. Um, One, it's important to them that the president's bad behavior does not go unchecked, that we send a message to future presidents that, you know, even if you're less than a week from leaving office, um, even if it might be unpopular, even if it might seem divisive, um, that you will face consequences um, if you behave in a way that should get you removed from office. Um, The likelihood that he's actually going to be removed by impeachment is small, given the short amount of time that is left in um, in his term. And... So then the question is, you know, is the trial going to go on in the Senate after he leaves office? And the answer seems to be yes. Congress reconvenes on January 19th, uh, one day before Biden is inaugurated. And right now, uh, McConnell, who is still the majority leader in the Senate because the Georgia runoff election hasn't been certified yet, um so he has indicated that he's not going to call the Senate back early. He could. Um, but he has not indicated that he will. Um, and there's also some varying reports coming out about the extent to which he su- he supports the impeachment. Um, so that'll be something to watch. But at any rate, um, we're not likely to see an actual Senate trial before Trump leaves office. Um the trial could continue um, after he leaves office. And although he couldn't be removed from office because he won't be holding office anymore, something else that they could do is bar him from running again. So he has hinted at, Trump has hinted at a possible 2024 run because he only served one term, so he's eligible for another. And um, they the Senate could vote to bar him from doing that. So it could keep him from being able to run again. The other thing that there's some speculation on is that it could, uh, successful impeachment could mean, or I'm sorry, removal, he has been impeached, uh, could mean that he's not eligible for presidential benefits um, after he leaves office. So like his pension and Secret Service protection and things like that. Um, Because that's never happened before, it, it's speculation. Um, I, th- I think there was a an amendment added to that, um, like presidential benefits um, law, that even if you even if you're impeached, that you still receive ser- uh, secret service protection. Um, the specific language of that law says that a president who has been removed from office by impeachment um, will not be eligible. And so I'm not sure if that language is going to matter because technically Trump will not have been removed from office by impeachment. He he will have been impeached, but he will not have been removed from office. His term will have expired. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, I don't think anybody at this point can be 100% sure that that's something that would happen. But that is something else that, that people are saying, you know, for why impeachment might be worthwhile. So, um, you know, at the end of the day... Did did Trump incite the riot? Um, Is he responsible, at least in part, for um, some of the violence? You know, people are going to disagree. People are going to disagree on whether uh, his actions rose to the level of impeachment. Um, You know, and and a lot of that is is your worldview and, and your politics and how you look at things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really up to Congress. It's up to Congress to decide if they think that it did. And obviously they do, at least in the House of Representatives. Um, all Democrats in the House of Representatives voted for impeachment and actually 10 Republicans broke with their party. And those that didn't, those that gave speeches against impeachment yesterday, uh, many of them still refused to defend Donald Trump's actions. Um, they said, you know, that impeachment would be divisive. They said that, yes, he behaved badly, but it didn't rise to the level of impeachment. Um, But there were not very many supporters who were willing to say that he did nothing wrong and that this is a witch hunt, sort of that language that we heard during the first impeachment. There were a few, but not many. Um, So at the end of the day, You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion and their own interpretation of what they saw. Um, But it is Congress's, you know, duty and responsibility and power um, to interpret that and determine if impeachment is appropriate. And in this case, they did. So, um, you know, in, in this particular case, I would have to agree that I don't think the use of the 25th Amendment would have necessarily been appropriate. Um, if it was going to be used, it would have had to been used immediately, not a week after, because the argument was this person is so dangerous that he can't remain in office like one more minute. And if that was really the case, then we would have needed to see the 25th Amendment used right away, like the next day. Um, and we did not see that. So, um, Mike Pence's decision yesterday did not come as a surprise to me, um, And in this particular case, I do think impeachment was the more appropriate route to go. Um, One more big constitutional question that I'm keeping my eye on is presidential self-pardon. This is one of the reasons why um, some people were arguing that we needed to remove the president um, right away. We don't want him to be able to pardon some of the rioters um, at the Capitol attack. But also, um, there has been talk that he might try to pardon himself. Um, we haven't seen this happen yet. Another option that we would he might have is to resign, let Mike Pence take over, and then Mike Pence as president could pardon him. But there are a couple of holes in that. One, it's not entirely clear if it's even constitutional to self-pardon. Um, the president does have pardon power, and it doesn't say that he can't pardon himself. But um, also we have quite a bit of evidence that the founders intended that nobody was above the law, including the president of the United States. Um, And given that we have a bunch of strict constructionists on the Supreme Court right now, those are people who interpret the Constitution very literally um, and, and really look to original intent of the founders when they wrote it. Um, I have a hard time believing that they would agree that the founders intended for the president to be able to pardon himself because that would essentially place him above the law. So self-pardoning is risky because it might not hold up in court. Um, The other thing is that he can only pardon federal crimes, so he may still face state crimes. Um, And he's also not... Um, immune to civil suits, um, people, private citizens suing him for damages um, once he leaves office. So, and and we're getting reports that some of his lawyers are advising him that if he self-pardons, that might be, that might look like an admission of guilt. And then that might leave him more vulnerable to some of these other Um, cases that he might face when he leaves office especially if the self-pardon doesn't hold up so if if that happens i may do an episode a standalone episode on that Um, but at the moment it's just something i'm keeping my eye on that does it for the first episode of government girl thank you so much for joining me today If you have a burning question you wish you could ask your high school government teacher, send me a tweet at kelly underscore stalker. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y underscore S-T-O-C-K-E-R. And I will consider it for an episode. Until next time, I'm Kelly Stalker, and this has been Government Girl.